Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Civic Action Podcast, the voice of the next generation. My name is Maurits and I'm the founder and executive director of Virtutum Populo. We are the nonprofit organization organizing this podcast. Virtutum Populo is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to promoting civic engagement and community involvement among youth in Miami-Dade County. We do this through programming, advocacy, and education. The Civic Action Podcast is one of our programs in which we carry out our mission. Today, we have a very special guest. We're joined with Mr. James Hodge, President and CEO of the Children's Trust of Miami-Dade County. Thank you for coming on, Mr. Hodge. Thank you very much for having me. Pleasure to be here. No, the pleasure's all ours. So I guess to kind of break the ice, tell us about yourself and about what you do. So I'm Jim Hodge. I am the proud president and CEO of the Children's Trust. The Children's Trust uh, is an institution in Miami that's been around now for 20 years. We're celebrating a 20 year anniversary. It is came from the voters of Miami. There's a group of leaders that brought in 2002 the Children's Trust to the ballot to ask Miami, the citizens of Miami, should we invest in children and families in this community? And the and uh, we were voted in 2002 and Dave Lawrence led the charge. And what Dave Lawrence also asked was, we're gonna put a five-year sunset. We're gonna come back to the voters in 2008. And then if you if we do a great job and we've proven ourselves, you can vote us back in. And if not, then you just vote us out and, and we go away. So in 2008, we came back. It was a little nervous time because in 2008, for those who don't remember, is when the economy went south and the real estate markets came and the bubble burst. And we were asking the community to tax themselves to support children and families. And the community responded in an overwhelming rate with almost close to 86%, and no one gets 86% at the ballot. And I think it just speaks, it drives home to the point how Miami is progressive in many ways. Miami is for, uh, has the foresight that we invest in children and families, and we make our children and families stronger, we make this community stronger. And the results 20 years later, if you look at the data trends for children and families, all the major indicators are, tr- are trending in the right, do- right way. We really are in this. There is no community. There, there, there are communities who do similar work without Florida, but to the scale that we do, there's no city and major city in the nation um, that supports children and families the way Miami does. It's it's incredible work. Everything mm-hmm. that you guys are doing, and it's why Miami is, I think, a great place to live, especially for students. Uh, through opportunities offered through the children's trust through the school district Mm -hmm. which brings me i guess you guys have so many programs i know they're primarily after school or during the summer Mm -hmm. but most of our audience are are students what are some programs that you think they could be familiar with that maybe they want to get involved in that that you guys work with so we have our charges from birth to 18 throughout miami day from florida city to to the broward line uh we have we came out the door since day one for early child care because we know 90 percent of the a child's brain develops within the first five years of life so if we do that right we change the trajectory of that child and that family's life so that by the time they hit kindergarten and third grade they're reading at level uh at grade level and then that changes everything if they're not we know they're behind the eight ball from an early age our biggest thing is our, our biggest portfolio is our after school program so we put about thirty-six thousand children in after school programs uh, directly after school and then in summertime. So that is 36,000 parents who do not have to rush home that can continue working and stay employed. Um, And 36,000 parents who get to work in the summer while the children, you know, many parents don't have the means and have to go to work and have no place to leave these shows. So through our early childcare centers, our summer programs, uh, it's a, they're able. 
for the older generation, the high school, the middle school, the high school, we have a lot going on too. So our after school program for the secondary school is a little different. It's geared towards a lot of STEM, music, areas of interest. And it's not every day because a lot of high school kids have a lot of, they play sports. So there's a lot of different areas of interest. And the biggest one coming up this summer is the summer youth internship program. So back in 2016, we worked together with the superintendent, the mayor, and came up with a summer youth internship program. And that is where we employ, we created a funding, a pool of funding that will pay students to do internships. So employers, you know, we working, we work with the business community who've been asking to build a pipeline that they want, they need to build a next generation workforce. So we built the pipeline and we pay for the internship. The student comes insured. The bank account open for them. The direct deposit goes into the banking account. But most importantly, the students get to work in very high-end organizations throughout Miami-Dade and get the experience. And many of these employers hire these students. as they're, they're, Many of them are 17, 18. And when they graduate, they go ahead and start working for these organizations. And from the student perspective, you get the soft skills. You get to put on a tie, dress it for be in a business setting. Uh, and just we hire six every summer, at least six. And just to watch the growth from where they walk in to six weeks later when they're leaving, just the growth and development and how they interact with with adults in a professional setting is huge. And I think it prepares them well uh, for the future. 100%. I'm participating in that program this yep. summer, and I'm very excited. And mm-hmm. we had uh, Dr. Jose Dultras on a few episodes back, the superintendent of schools, and he also spoke about the summer youth internship program. Yep. And I know you guys can't directly fund uh, school district mm-hmm. activities, but... Uh, I know you guys do have a close relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, you started off initially as a teacher and principal and eventually district uh, leader within the school district. Tell us a little bit what that was about and what your role was was there. So so Dr. Dotris, I was with him uh, Monday night. We have a very close relationship. We work very together with the mayor uh, and all the municipal leaders in this community. Uh, so I spent 25 years, close to 25 years in the school system, as you said, as a teacher, as I was very fortunate to go back and be the principal of the school I graduated from. Uh, I w- oversaw principals when I was in the region roles. And then my last job was the assistant superintendent and chief negotiator uh, for the school district. But my life has been giving back to children and families. And, you know, the, this community, all the major institutions work very well together to kind of support children and families in Miami-Dade. The rest of the nation will look like Miami-Dade in 20 years, our diversity. Um, so we, we really can serve as a roadmap for how to do children. And I think even during COVID with the business community, they've always realized this, but what I think the heightened approach was that early childcare centers, they are essential. You know, when people have to return to work, they need a place to put their kids. <clears throat> from, from development, that if we do children and we do children early right, you change the workforce of the future. Um, and you're a perfect example. I mean, you're, you're gonna be one of our leaders Thank in you. the community uh, down the road. So if we really invest right into our children, we, we invest right into the next 10, 15, 20, 30 years of Miami-Dade. 100%, and I know you were inducted into the Miami-Dade County Public Schools yes. uh, Alumni Hall of Fame. Yeah. What was that like? I mean, did you expect that you would be doing this kind of work when you were a student in the school district? What did you want to do when you were growing up? Yeah, great question. You know, if someone had told me when I was when I was your age that I would return to the same school to be the principal of the school, I I would have laughed in my wildest (laughs) dreams. But it really just goes to show you is that you don't necessarily have for, for individuals your age that you're looking at the next several years going to college and what's next. 
you have no idea what's going to be in the future or right. where your path is. You know, make the right decision, stay hungry, stay passionate, and, and things work itself out. The, the opportunity to return to Southwest to be the principal was my dream job at the time. It was like that, that was to come back to the school that was at where most of the teachers were still there uh, and to move a school that was once a D to an A school and be one of the highest performing schools and sustain that A for years was probably the, 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 the biggest highlight of, of my career. And then have the opportunity many years later to, to land a job at the trust um, and to be in a leadership role where I work with community leaders to help children and families is now my, you know, that was, that, that is my new dream job. And uh, it's, it's working, you have a very generous, caring, giving community, great leadership throughout this community or institutions or universities. We work very well together. And I do think that's why Miami is seeing the results. And I see, you know, you see a lot of people moving to Miami, you see the city blow up. I think it's because we know how to support children and families. And as much as we talk about the business, if you don't do that and set the infrastructure and the solid foundation, nothing else matters. Yeah, that, that makes a mm. lot of sense. And, you know, as we talk about the future of Miami, you spoke a little bit earlier about ways that the, the trust is helping shape the next generation of leaders mm -hmm. of Miami, which brings me to a topic I wanted to cover, which was the Children's Trust Youth Advisory Committee. Yeah. Uh, for, you know, for the students who are watching who mm -hmm. don't really know what, what that is, could you tell us exactly what, what the Youth Advisory Committee is and how any of these students may be able to get involved? Great. So that's a great question. So we, we are a funder of programs. We don't do direct services. So we fund about 1,600 sites throughout Miami do the services. But one, years ago, we started talking about how do we build the next generation of leaders? We started getting involved in supporting Silver Knight. The Silver Knight's a huge. Oh, wow. I mean, we're looking at that's 500 kids. Silver Knight uh, ceremony was about a week ago, a week or two ago. It just passed. Yeah. Um, that is the next generation of leaders. Those are the people who are going to be taking care of Miami-Dade. And then we said, how do we do our own? And we started with a YAC, with the Youth Advisory Committee. Um, we started with one. And then over the last three or four years, we're going to expand it, not just at one central, all throughout Miami-Dade. And what this is, is that students come together from different schools, from public schools, private schools, charter schools, homeschool. Um, to work together, as you as you're aware, uh, the, on a community service project, one of our the greatest thing that I enjoy doing is a culminating activity where we go up to Tallahassee and we take a large group to meet all the state leaders and we had a chance to be in the House chamber, Senate chambers, the leadership. In the past, we've had the first lady uh, went to the governor's mansion, uh, lieutenant governor came to speak. So I always go up there. And it gives exposure. Um, I think our, our leadership, our legislators love seeing our kids from Miami come up and they love speaking, um, but it's a huge opportunity. And then last two weeks ago, <coughs> we had the culminating activity for the service projects where the students get together and just report back on the great service. So I think the service project is phenomenal, but the, the, the leadership and the individuals who meet each other now, you guys will be, meet, be leading. So to stay connected and to build that bond and that kind of posse kind of foundation philosophy that you get together and you work through and in the years to come, you will be the leader. So as long as you would build that, continue that strong relationship. But part is investing in programming, but investing in the future leaders of tomorrow. Yeah, 100%. And for our students watching who are thinking <coughs> they may yeah. want to get involved with, mm -hmm. the, with the Children's Trust Youth Advisory Committee, we will link uh, a, a link to their website that features that. Uh, on the bio of this video. So if you guys are interested, you can click there and find out more. 
And now I kind of want to ask you about a piece of personal advice that you want to give, <laughs> you know, someone my age or, or any of those watching. What's something that any regrets, anything that you you want to really get across to these young leaders? Yeah, good question. And, and if I didn't fully answer your last question, but you can also visit the trust website for the Youth Advisory Committee because all the information on how to apply is on there as well. Perfect. We'll link that in the <laughs> in the link. So any of our viewers watching, it's, it's accessible there. So the um, piece of advice, you know, I'm here today. We, we met in Tallahassee right. a couple of months ago. Yeah. Uh, you came up, you introduced yourself to me and uh, you told me about the great stuff that's going on. We didn't have too much time to spend together. You followed up with an email. We were right. And now you're here. <coughs> and now I'm here. <laughs> so what I, what I say to the youth is there's plenty of opportunities in Miami. There really is. You got to make the most of it. Do not let someone box you in. Do not let someone limit you. You need to go make the, it's all about relationships, make connections. Do all the stuff that you need to do in terms of college, the requisites for your job, but it is about connections and relationships. So I just encourage the youth to go out there. Miami's a beautiful city. It's really one degree of separation. You can meet pretty much everyone in this community, all the leaders, but no one's going to come knocking your door and wake you out of bed. You got to get up, move, right. and make make it happen for yourself. So we actually had last episode Anthony Valenzuela, <coughs> who you were on his podcast as well, the Mindset Podcast. Um, and we were talking about networking and making connections. And it really is true that that's how you can meet different people and and how it kind of drives you forward. But we also had a conversation about college mm -hmm. and whether to stay local for college or go away for college. Anthony spent two years at MDC and mm -hmm. then two years at UF. What's your take on that? Do you think that there's a, a lot of benefit to going away for college? Mm -hmm. um, or do you think there's more benefits to staying at home? What, what's your opinion on that? Yeah, I had that's a great question. I had many of these conversations with parents when I was a principal of a high school, uh, quite a bit. Um, a lot of parents do not want their kids to leave, and I understand right. that. I'm, I'm having that debate with my, my <laughs> oldest is leaving uh, in two weeks, and my wife would, would have liked her to stay. So yeah. there, that's a personal decision. It's a family decision. I think Miami has phenomenal institutions that people can benefit from, that you stay local, that you have a diverse culture. There's the benefit of leaving as well. <clears throat> things that you learn academically, but also things about living on your own and when you have to cook for yourself and do your own laundry and do all the stuff that comes, uh, there's a growth factor with that as well. So it really is a personal and a family decision. Uh, I think there's benefits of both. If you have the opportunity to go away uh, for some period of time, whether it's going away to college or whether it's doing a semester in Europe, some uh, you know something to be able to get out of Miami just to see something different. Because when you're born and raised in Miami, you think the rest of the world is like Miami or the rest of the United States, and it really is not. So to come to go to see something and then to come back is really eye-opening and expands just your horizons. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. I'm, I'm a sophomore, <laughs> so I still have... A little mm -hmm. bit left and it, I don't know exactly what mm -hmm. I want to do yet I mean I love Miami and all mm -hmm. the great things I'm doing there but perhaps we'll all go away I, I guess we'll see but and if you go, you, you'll always come back you know you come true. back to that's Miami true. but it gives you an opportunity to, to stretch a little bit 100% so I wanted to quickly go back to you mentioned you were the chief negotiator for the school district yeah. uh, you know just explain a little bit what does that mean um, and then also you know you when it comes to labor unions for the students watching, what does that mean as well? Right. So Miami-Dade County Public Schools is a, is a significant employer in Miami-Dade. I, I believe it still is. They're the largest employer in the state besides the state themselves. So they have close to, I think it's over, well over 33,000 full-time and maybe close to over 40,000 when you include part-time 
so it really, we, the vast majority is teachers, obviously, but then there's the bus drivers, the cafeteria workers, the police officers, and everybody else. As each of those, there's there's five labor unions. The teacher union is a union who represents the teachers and negotiates their salary, their benefits, and the terms and conditions of, of their employment, such as planning days, a variety of different rules that are into the contract that are mutually uh, negotiated with, with the district. So the job as the chief negotiator is to, uh, every year when the contracts get renewed, is to negotiate the terms and condition, negotiate salaries for teachers, which is critically important because we have phenomenal teachers out there. Is how do you take care of the teachers right. in a very costly community? It's just a lot, it costs a lot to live here. The cost of living is rising. Um, but it's really dictated a lot also on state funding. And this year we had phenomenal state funding. Uh, the leadership of Miami has really helped bring a lot of money down to Miami for next year for K for K-12. Um, and then you have the, the, the other unions to follow. And then during the year, sometimes there's disagreements between on the contract and the interpretation, there's arbitrations, and there are things they have to work through as well as compensation about how do you adjust teachers' salaries, raises. So there's a lot that goes into it, but it really is just working with our friends at the labor unions to do what's best for teachers. And when you have kids as the common ground, you may argue a little bit, but you always right. get, you, there, there will be a great outcome. Um, and you have a great school board who's very supportive of teachers. And so it will work itself out as you go through, but it's really just kind of working the district's perspective versus the union's perspective and having negotiations. And negotiations aren't bad. Sometimes you disagree, but you end up with a great product at the end. Yeah, 100%. And it's like you mentioned, I feel that sometimes <coughs> there can be a lot of, let's say, polarization or disagreements mm. or or division, especially nowadays, how do you see that looking in in the future? I mean, I, I'm i a big believer in listening to both sides mm-hmm. or trying to find some type of compromise. Um, but, you know, some you think that perhaps this country's become too polarized. Do you think there's some hope for unity? How do, how do you feel about that? Uh, I, I'm hopeful. I'm optimistic. I think I think it is polarized, but I think it's polarized by you know the, the very extremes and, and what gets reported in the media. I think 90% of the people agree on most things, uh, and it's a matter of being disagreement's not bad as long as it's respectful and cordial. Uh, we encourage that. We encourage that the trust with our team that you know we have discussions. We may not agree, but we have discussions. But I think the most of the country see eye to eye. I think it's 90%. So. I think many times we focus on the wrong things. We focus on what divides us when we should be focusing on the vast majority that unites us. Um, and we have, like you said, about Miami with the trust. Miami's just a very, very great community. They're very giving, they're, they're supportive. And that's why I said the rest of, how I said the rest of the country look like Miami in the future. It's not only just what we do in our system and stuff, it's just how do we work together. We have, that's why I said when you move out of Miami, very few places are as diverse as Miami. So yeah. You actually have the reverse culture shock that you don't have the diversity <laughs> exactly, when you leave. Exactly. Um, but we, we, I think Miami is a great place that we respect each other. We have so many different cultures. We work very well together as a community. Um, but I think we need to focus on what unites us much more than than the polarization or what's just shown that's out there in the media. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And now that you were mentioning, um, you know, building up Miami. And, and how Miami enables a leadership, and we'll see how it goes in the future. But I, back to what you were saying in regards to the Silver Knights program. Mm-hmm. So many of our of our audience 
they're you know student leaders are trying to give back to their community um trying to lead their own project or uh you know help out another organization so tell us a little bit exactly about what Silver Knights is and how that can apply to these students who are trying to lead or, or give back to their community. Yeah, Silver Knights run through the Miami Herald, and I've been attending since 2000, since I became an assistant principal at, uh, at Southwest. And besides graduation, it is my favorite ceremony. You see 500 students from Miami, 500 from Broward, 1,000 doing amazing service projects locally. And then you hear the greatest people going to Africa and yes, creating what yes. you hear some stories of amazing uh, work that some some people go into the uh, silver night going to their senior year some start in ninth grade and make it a project for a four year uh, but even if you don't win this overnight it, just the ceremony itself just to be honored and you have just Jeff Bezos you have uh, you have all kinds of significant leaders throughout the world that are silver night recipients so just to be able to put your name into that hat um, is huge but it just goes back just to instill that if you really want to be a great leader and you really want to help make a difference in this community you always have to give back no matter how fortunate you are in business or everything else to give back by volunteering a variety of different ways it's important to give back to this community and to the next generation so for those students that want to start their own project or want to take up leadership roles oh what do you recommend what's a piece of advice for them um Many students also have mentors who are either a teacher or someone in the community. Um, What role do you think a mentor can play in that? What would be the first step to a student who maybe is not too involved, but says, I want to help, I want to start something, I want to lead? Yeah, I I would. the hard part about starting is unless sometimes you may have a cause and you say, this is dear to me, I want to do this. But sometimes you just want to help and you need to find things. So I wouldn't recreate and build something. I would speak to that mentor to see what's out there. I mean, there are there are non. We have a huge amount of nonprofits in this community. Go figure out, find a nonprofit. There's nonprofits that work early childcare, disabilities, foster care. There are a variety of different interests. Find a nonprofit you're interested from, and go and volunteer with our organization. Do not try to create this from scratch or to build something. Go find out what people are already doing. Embed yourself into that, and then see where that goes. But it needs to take that step. No, again, no one's going to come tap you. You need to go search for the teachers nowadays you have the, the website you have all kinds of that you can you can search it and you can find plenty of nonprofits in this community who are looking for assistance that you can go help yeah that, that makes a, mm-hmm. a lot of sense and that's what we've through this podcast uh we hope that the students mm-hmm. listening you know by hearing from amazing individuals like yourself mm-hmm. who are so experienced and are making great change hopefully that's some cost or for inspiration but as we start to wrap up you know, I'm going to ask that cliche question, but I'm just curious. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? What What is next for 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 you and when it comes to leading Miami? You plan to keep on working with the Children's Trust. Where, where do you see yourself? Yeah, I, I see myself in the same role, continuing. My, my hope is that we continue working together as institutions in this community to continue making Miami Day stronger for children and families. We really have a phenomenal opportunity to lock Miami away as the not only the roadmap for this country, but the roadmap internationally. And we have so much good stuff going on. It's just a matter of working better together um, and aligning all the work that we do. So it's really working with our partners to continue supporting children from birth. And if we, again, if we do children right before they even hit five, before they enter kindergarten, we change the shape, even from a budget, the economic impact of doing it right and then paying on the the remediation of courses the criminal system and everything that follows 
From a morally and socially and economic, we should do children early before age five, give all the families the support that they need. So from prenatal to age five, to get the support that we need to make sure that we change this community long-term. So is the Children's Trust um, here to stay? Is it going to be on the ballot again soon? Is that something that's no longer voted on again? Yeah, How the, does that the work? Again, we went in 2002 to go back in 2008 to vote us in in perpetuity. We're, we're in 20 years, we have made our mark and we really yeah. are, you know, awesome. we, we look back, we had huge celebrations about 20 years. But what we're really what we're really looking forward to is the next 20 years is how do we change an ever-changing landscape it, it, our landscape is moving quickly we had covid there'll be another natural disaster or yeah. uh, something else will come our way uh and what we did too is when this community needs us the most we need to be there for the children and families to help get through tough times and we will be there to support this community during tough times well thank you for yep. being on mr hodge it's it's a true pleasure this has been the civic action podcast here from miami lakes town hall uh, thanks to the generosity of miami lakes mayor manny sid and the miami lakes chamber of commerce thank you again for being on thank it's you very proud of you thank, thank you, you.